Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Amen. Amen. God, you are faithful. You are just always providing, always redeeming, always opening doors, making pathways straight. God, you are just awesome. And so tonight, with gratitude, with thanksgiving, with expectancy, Lord, we come before uh, you as a body, Lord, to just ask that you would pour out your wisdom from heaven on us. We thank you, God, that um, that uh, we are here in this moment that we made it to Bible study, God. We thank you, God, that we even saw another day. And so we just take an opportunity to give you praise, God. We take this opportunity to thank you for our day. We thank you, God, for the good, the bad, the the ugly, the awesome, the everything of it, God, because at the end of the day, you remain sovereign. You remain in control. And so, Father, that assurance, oh God, just brings a smile to my heart. It is a relief, oh God, Lord. It's truly uh, what the word says in, in Philippians that our hearts and our minds are guarded in Christ Jesus. And so, God, we just, with a, a tenderness, God, I sense such a tenderness in the spirit, God, just say, Father, have your way tonight, Lord. We thank you for your servant, Pastor Alex. We ask, God, that you will just um, continue to um deposit into him what you have for your people. We thank you, Father, Lord, that uh, there is something here for us today, God. So we open up our ears, oh God, to hear. We uh, make sure that we have eyes to hear and ears to see, God, that you want to speak to us this evening, God. And so um, we are at the ready, God. We're prepared, oh God. And so we ask, God, that you would just do what only you can do. In the mighty, precious, perfect name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Um, We're going to be going to the book of Romans chapter 10. Uh, As we're working our way there, um, just want to thank you guys. Um, Continue to pray. Continue, continue to pray. I will say um, I'm grateful because my oldest sister is here with me. Uh, she decided to come on her own, a person who actually, I, I talked to her today and she said she never traveled by herself. And I didn't, I thought she came to see me by herself one time. And she's, she said, but you said, you did, you come to LA by yourself, Ellie. But yeah, she doesn't, let's just say that she doesn't travel by herself and she doesn't like to travel by herself. But she, for those who have maybe even read the book, you know, who Ellie is and what she represents to me. I think the timing of God is everything right now. Um, I'm grateful she's here. I'm really, really grateful she's here. And so, um, yeah, um, there has there has been a lot of m- movement and activity. Um, one of the things I want to um, stress upon is that um, there's gonna come a point in all of our walk where we're gonna get challenged. We're gonna get challenged about who we are. We're gonna get challenged about what we do. Um, there's gonna be times where, you know, the the very nature, the, the the excitement about who you are gets so challenged that you have to fight to keep the excitement because it's so easy that it can get, because that's what the enemy's after. The enemy's after, you know, and we're careful of what comes out of our mouths because it's the very thing he's going to challenge you with. You want to say you're free? We're going to find out if you're free. You want to say you're healed? We're going to find out if you because he goes after the word. And so tonight, um, this is what led me to Romans chapter 10, because I had to read this for myself. And as much as Paul was addressing uh, a group, um, he was also giving a warning to even us. So let's let's allow the Holy Spirit to really just direct us in what this um, 
passage of scripture is. So Romans chapter 10, let's start at verse 14. And it reads, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can, how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Verse 16, but not all of the Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Verse 18, but I asked, did they not hear? Of course they did. I want to just, um, I want to just talk about our hearing. I wanted to talk about, you know, um, I wanted to talk about the consistency of our hearing. How easy is it that you can find yourself in an environment that is, is clear about what you're hearing in the atmosphere? And the moment you come out of that space, what you were so sure about now gets questioned because noise, noise is used to cancel out something else. And what's happening is the enemy is making a lot of noise. And because he's making a lot of noise, he's distracting what we've heard or what we're hearing because it's getting muffled. So what we're doing is we find ourselves doing things that we usually wouldn't have done only because we're trying to see if our hearing is right. And so what is the purpose, you know, even as we read here, you know, a lot of question marks in there, you know, how then can they call on the one they have not believed in question mark? You know, you and I, we are, we can be people who have sown into people's lives and those very people challenge the very thing they say we help them in or help them through. And it doesn't matter how in tune you are. Those moments causes a challenge within you because you want to make sure you didn't miss it. You want to make sure you're still in the faith. So what is the purpose of a message? The purpose of a message is that you have to, the Bible says having an ear to hear, let them, separation, let them hear what it is that the spirit is saying. Just because we're all in the same environment, it doesn't necessarily mean we're all hearing the same thing. And so even when it comes to messages, you know, and again, it doesn't make it a wrong thing. The way you're, the revelation is coming to you, the way you're um, accepting it, the way you're adhering to it, you have to ask yourself the questions about who you are and where you are because it's good news every time we read scripture. Doesn't mean it's not gonna challenge us. It doesn't mean it's, it's not going to bring correction. It doesn't mean any, but it does, it is good news because everything about what we're hearing is to benefit us. Why? Because in your knowing, when you know something, that means you don't have to consistently hear about it again. Listen to what I'm saying. As a people, we are constantly wanting people to regurgitate messages to us because we'll have a, a problem believing what we're hearing. Even if you're the one actually sharing the information. And that's, that it's a tough place because the word of God, it has to be an activated thing. It has to be active. Why? Because it's the only way to know. The only way to actually know something and, you know, I was reading, and I, I can't remember the name of the individual, but he says something. It's a really old evangelist. And I wrote down a quote. He says, you never preach the gospel unless you give people something to believe in. That may sound really simple, but it's facts. We find ourselves listening to a lot of information coming from a place that we don't see the fruit of the very thing they're talking about. And this is why we have to be careful even as leaders because somebody may see it and you may not be ready to hear it 
But the reason why they're seeing it is so that you know where you are. So that you know what it is, the information that's coming out of your mouth becomes information that you actually believe. Because without a belief system, we have nothing. We have nothing without a belief system. So instead of trying to get 10 different revelations, let's work on the one we believe in. Just the one. Because it's, you know, there's this excitement. And obviously, you know, it, it, it happens in all of us. There's such a, a, an emotional charge that's happening. And this is why in the midst of a momentary excitement, there are more cults going up today than ever. Than ever. Why? Because they're driving people through an excitement. Not a, not a real belief system. It just, it's because, because there's no fruit being shown, it's easy for somebody else and come in and literally take pieces of the word of God and literally create something to bamboozle people. And we're watching it in the name of Christ for, for some. And so as we continue to walk out this journey, this country, as, as, as we sense, most of us sense, we're about to feel something really, really hard. I believe we are at the cusp of a deep uh, recession. I believe that we are going to see for those of us who haven't stored up, not just in the natural, you know, it's, it's better to store up those spiritual things because you're going to have to start pulling them down. But if you put something the way you're fighting to believe in, you won't have access to that. So it's time to really spend time with you about your belief system. About what is it that I truly believe? We know he's a healer. We know he's a, but what about the specifics concerning you and I? How are we addressing that? How much time are we really spending with the Holy Spirit to guide us in our speech, to guide us in what it is that we're doing to ourselves? Because the reality is we're hearing some amazing, amazing messages come from heaven, but woe to us to think it's just going to be something for us to get excited about and we're not going to get challenged in it. Why? The trying of your faith is the only way something gets produced. It doesn't get produced unless it's tried. So the trying aspect of our lives, we can't just, you know, and Pastor Kai talked about it on Saturday, you know, you just can't get over. You can't get over. And that's why, you know, when she was saying it, God kept showing me a thief. People are trying to get over our thieves. And we're trying to rob God of his word concerning you and I. So we as ministers, we minister, we, we're also being ministered to. And we can never forget that. Because I think so much, especially those of us who are constantly pouring out of people, constantly, you know, we're ever so careful with the words we say to someone. Because you find yourself, they still stand in front of you and say, I believe it, I believe it. Then something happens and you realize all of that, they don't believe. And you literally have to come back and say, no, 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 I mean this. Like, I, I really, really mean this. And it's a constant, it's a constant battle, even in the relationship. Because you want to make sure that you're not, you're not sowing in, in, in stony ground. Sometimes it's not your voice they need to hear. I had to reach out to someone today and I said, hey, I need your assistance. I need your assistance because this person can no longer hear me. And I need, I need you to be a voice. And here's the thing. I guarantee you there's going to be no change in what this individual is going to share. But because it's a different voice, it's a different sound. And that's why we, we don't get caught up in personalities around here. If you're coming because you like Pastor Alex, you want to hear from Pastor Alex, get ready to be disappointed. Because we got to go when it's time to go. 
But the word of God is here. The word of God is being preached. And you and I have to spend time to find out who is the one speaking to me? Who is this person? First of all, is there integrity there? What's the character of this individual? How do they actually move? And if you're challenged with that character, then you need to do the research. You need to find out because the Bible is clear. You'll know them by their fruit. But if you're not getting close enough to the tree and you're taking pictures from a distance, you may be bamboozled and thinking you're getting oranges when in actuality it was apples. So you're seeking to make orange juice. You can't make it because you're actually at an apple tree. And so God tries to redirect us, but we get so enamored by the tree. We know there's fruit on it. We stand right there. And God is like, no, no, no. I need you to have orange juice. And this is why it's so important because people with integrity and, I, you know, you know, you get the word. I, I just thought about the word when I thought about integrity, I thought about integrate. And that is when you merge things together to bring a oneness about it. And what I thought about today is what Paul was saying, when I desire to do good, evil is always present. I thought about when he says, I beat my flesh daily and I make it my slave. Why? Because there's a battle that's constant between your flesh and your spirit. Because it's trying to get the fullness of what God has for us, merge itself together and literally walk this side of life with the joy of the Lord. Literally be on this side with the strength needed. Literally be on this side that before I pick up that phone, this is exactly what this phone call is going to be because I'm a child of God. I can speak those things that be not. And this is why we come, we, we come together, we encourage one another, but hey, what we're doing, we're doing an hour here, maybe two hours over here. There's 24 hours in a day. There's seven days in the week. What's happening in the midst of all of that? What's happening in those midnight? What's happening there? What's going on? My sister said to me this morning, and she knows it because I'm just like my dad. You know, she sees me every morning. And what I do is I, I sit and I just, just sit. I just want to sit and just think. And a lot of times I can't tell you that all those thoughts are good thoughts. I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about life. I'm thinking about finances. I'm thinking about uh, the people of God. I'm thinking about how did I minister effectively here? I'm thinking about, does anybody see my pain? I'm, I'm thinking about all those things. But you have to file it correctly too, because God knows. So if I start mixing one with the other, then the, the, the good news gets tampered with because I have, I have allowed either me or someone to deter my way of thinking because I sat back and didn't hold on to the thing that I actually believe. What is it that you believe about you as a child of God? Like, how do you really see you? How do you view you? Not after a service, not after a good message. How do you view you after work? when everybody got on your nerve? How do you view yourself when your family is falling apart and you're ministering to them? How do you view you? How do you see you? How do you embrace you? How do you love on you? We talked about this often. And how much can you tell me you love me when you're struggling in loving yourself? And so I, I needed this, this gospel, you know, in verse 16, it says, but not all the Israelites accepted the good news. We have, this, we have this thing about really trying to get people to understand this good news when the real problem is we're still trying to find out if it's good news. Because we're challenged with God's ways of doing things. His ways are not our ways. So he's challenging us. He says, yeah, I, I believe you said this. You said you have faith in this. So now we got to put it through the fire. We got to try that faith so you can actually produce something. 
And we have to stop telling people that this is a walk in the park and it's all good and, and God loves you and there's no responsibility on your side. No, no. This, this, this walk called Christianity is for real soldiers. And when you understand that, you just don't lay down your weapon because someone invited you into a comfortable space. And I'm watching that in the spirit where I'm watching people lay down their weapon because they're number one, they're thinking they're in a safe place. And number two, they're getting comfortable because now it's becoming too much. I'm careful. I'm careful about telling people how tired I am. I'm careful about telling people how, how I'm, because what I'm doing is I'm doing two things. Number one, I'm taking on God's responsibility because he tells me, you know, that it, he's doing the work. I just have to show up. So when I speak about how tired I am, how affected I am, what, if, what am I saying about who's in control of this journey? Who's really in control of it? As Minister Janetta said, you know, I know what they said, but this is where I'm claiming. This is where I am. You, you have to do that because it shifts everything else. So everything about someone's character is important because, you know, you talk about character. To define character, it's the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. You and I aren't the same people. You and I aren't going to do it the same way. And woe to anyone who sees someone doing it one way and is successful and you decide to follow that way. And God is like, mm, no, I can give you the results, but I need you to participate with me on this journey that we have together. Not the journey you see somebody else with, not the, no, 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 the journey you and I have together because that midnight hour prayer you know, the one that you haven't told anyone about, you know, the one that's just you and God about, that's the one he's trying to reveal back to you, but you're looking at someone else's success and wanting it done that way. And God is like, they didn't come to me with those issues. You did. They didn't come to me with those struggles. You did. Why? Because it's, it's an individual. This is why it's called a personal relationship with God. It's personal. As much as I love my wife, as much as I... I, I believe in her as a woman of God. I can't stand with her before God and let God let me come in because of the work she's been doing. No, he's going to ask me, Alex, I want to talk to you. I want to deal with you. I know you said you won't do this. I'm telling you to do it now. I know you say, be, be careful here. I'm telling you to, and this is why we're, we're missing because the Holy Spirit is trying to guide and direct us into arenas and places that we're fighting because the old us is trying to say, don't do that again. Don't walk in that again. And behold, scripture says that every morning there's new mercies. Every moment of every day we're becoming new. But we keep trying to bring that old person that we like. Let's not get it twisted. We like that person. We like the success of that person. We like what that person brought to the table. But the question is, we're losing out in our hearing. How can they hear? How can they hear the gospel without them? We're pre we should be preaching to ourselves every day. We should let this word marinate in us every day. So we talked about integrating integrating ourselves, letting this flesh go into submission, believing the spirit man to really walk in front of us, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide and direct our footsteps. Because I'm telling you, the moment you get joy is the moment the enemy's after it to snatch it. The moment you speak peace is the moment he's going right after it. The moment you speak healing, the moment you speak all those things, he's going after the word. He did it to Jesus immediately, the Bible says. He's led, not by it, he's led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted. And so the word of God has to start taking residence. It really has to start living living, finding root. And one thing about root, you know when things start to spring forth. 
it's easy to identify their tree. Why? Even though it's erected, even though it's out of the ground, if it's not bearing the fruit, it can still look like the tree, but you have to observe whether there's life in that tree. And the life that you and I are supposed to present to the world is that we have to be consistent. Consistent about who we say we are. So what are we hearing? What are we hearing? Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. But when you hear, do you know? Because if you don't know, you're going to need to hear it again. And hear it again. And hear it again. And hear it again. But we're watching as we read scripture all throughout this Bible. It wasn't them getting three services and, you know, there were times where a person probably heard the voice of Jesus one time and that was it. One time. They heard one message and they had to move on what they believed in that moment. And the great thing about a belief system is that once you get a real hold of it, can't nobody get you out of it. If you have a regimen that works for you and somebody said, well, you should stop that. You should actually do this. You can actually respond and say, no, 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 no. This is actually working for me. You may not understand it. And this is why, you know, the diet industry is such a billion dollar industry because we get so convinced out of something because what's, oh, it's a 21 day fast. Okay. So day 19, I should have lost so much. No, no. What if you don't lose it at all? Do you believe? Do you believe that you made an uh, attempt to do something? And instead of just beating down what you did, why don't you just say, you know what, I may have to alter from there. It doesn't make it a bad thing. It makes it a thing you don't have to rehearse. It makes it something you don't have to do again. And what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing is that, unfortunately, there's so much great information going out. I'm just wanting to sit back and see how Alice is applying it. Is it working for Alex Panetta? When I heard that deep revelation, did I take that revelation, make it part of my life and literally move in that revelation? Because I need to know whether the revelation actually fits. Can it, it, it's not revelation until it's actually revealed. It has to, it has to take on the form of life. Why? Because that's the word of God. The word of God is life. It's not a book that we're reading. It's something that we need to grab a hold of, get it, and move forward. And a lot of times, the only way you see it, and you know, and that's why I'm, I'm so grateful when I do have my family come see about me. Why? Because I've been talking about this for the past 26, going on 27 years. And the reason why I'm at peace is because sometimes they're my greatest reminder because you guys know Pastor Alex, but they know Belindo. They know Slim. They, they, they know. And to hear them and, you know, hear my sister say, you know, I'm just proud. I'm proud of you. Like those moments are everything because along your journey, people picked you up in the space and had no idea the day before they found you, you were literally there. So it's hard to explain to them that moment because they didn't meet you. They didn't meet you along that journey. And then you have to be careful on the other side because people who do know you on that side will try to keep you on that side because that's where they reside. They live there. They took residence there. We decided to make a change and take the information and say, no, 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 I will no longer be bound. I will no longer do this. I will no longer. We make the adjustment and the very person who we spoke to about it, and we talk about this all the time, especially in, in the city, how often do we sit around and talk about, oh, yeah, you know, this, we're going to do this. We're going to get out of here. And the moment somebody gets out, sell out. Think they better. They, because why? Because when 
when the word actually starts to take form, you become the excuse killer. And nobody wants to see the excuse killer come in the room. Why? Because I got every excuse on why I do what I do. Every person who has some type of addiction has a story attached to it. And that's why they keep doing it. It's that's why they keep moving that way. Why? You don't know my story. Well, you don't know mine either. But what I do know, I do know that if you want out of that, what I do know is I could present you someone that can absolutely take you out if you really want it. Why? Because healing is a choice. Getting delivered is a choice. The peace of God is a choice. And we're thinking that people just, you know, God is just touching us. We're waking up singing a hallelujah. The day we're just skating through, we barely walk. We just float on, this, on the cloud. Like people have no idea the regimen that we need to have in our own lives just to keep our minds. Do you not know? And I can say this in front of my sister because she knows. Do you not know how much I struggle just to keep my mind? Especially when you come from a family that suffered with mental illness. There's always that moment because here's the reality. People who are suffering were quick to look at someone and say, well, you know, just not understanding that just that quickly you could lose your mind. Just that quickly you could be on the other side of something. And I thank God, literally, I thank God for my mind just for my mind. Because if I have a mind, that means I can think. And if I can think, that means I can move in what I hear. It doesn't become clouded. It doesn't become fuzzy because my mind, let this mind, let this mind, learning the mind of Christ. Alex, no, because no, you're going you're gonna to put too much on it. And before you know it, Alex is going to talk to Slim and Slim going to talk to Belindo. And before you know it, you got four people confused. Because it's you and the person who's hearing you. And before you know it, now this amazing gospel becomes something they're challenged with because the first thing they're going to ask is, this is so good, how come it isn't working for you? If this is so amazing, how come you're struggling with it? And again, that's why there's... A, a, a million rehabs in the world. Why? Because everybody's convincing you which one is best. Which one fits. The research that you and I have to do is, first of all, we have to make sure who gets an opportunity to pour into my life. Who do I let speak directly into my life? What are the traits of this individual? What's the character? What's the integrity of this person? And please understand, I understand we're all flawed. I understand that. But when you know, when you know, when you actually know what it is that God is saying, he will never steer you wrong. There are no wrong decisions in him, even when you feel as if you didn't hear him. Remember the example I gave? And God says, you know, Alex, I need you to make a right turn. And all of a sudden, life comes in and puts all this stuff in my head. And I go back and I say, God told me to turn. He told me to turn. I don't remember God. Is it a right turn or a left turn? And God is silent. So I say, God, but I know you told me to turn. So I'm just going gonna, gonna to make this turn. And I go left instead of going right. I don't even know I made a mistake because he took everything from the right and put it on the left because he saw the intent of his child's heart was to do his will and to please him. And so when, you're, when your heart is to please him, like the joy, understanding the joy of the Lord, like really understanding it understanding that he wants the best for you and I. Yeah, we read in the scripture in this life, you're gonna go through tribulations, you're gonna have trial, but he says, take courage. Means you and I have the ability to go get it. Go get it and let's live this out. Let's walk this out. 
I need you. I need your light to shine before men so that they can see your good works, yet they're going to glorify me. Because when you open up your mouth, it's going to be something they're going to say, no, 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 no. That's coming from a good place. I've watched it come from word to deed. And deed, and deed is something that's tangible. So in this season, with everything that's going on, be careful what you're listening to. Be careful what entertains you. Let me say that again. Be careful what entertains you. Because a lot of people are quick to say, oh, you know, it's just entertainment. Okay. Okay. Be careful because these gates here are super powerful. And this is what Paul, all throughout this amazing New Testament, is trying to help you and I. And to really think about the life of Paul, you know, this is not us trying to get through a message because we have a headache. You know, this is, this is a man who is in physical anguish, emotional anguish, and still preaching the gospel. It couldn't be his strength. It had to be something deeper than him. And here we are where God in human flesh says, I'm going to leave and greater work shall you do. Man, what a weight. Yet is it? If he said it, shall it not come to pass? So let's be mindful. Let's just be mindful of our, of our hearing. And when we hear, ask yourself, do I actually know that to be true? Any questions, comments, concerns? I, I just, oh, go, go, go ahead. ahead now. Go. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> If we was twins, Malcolm, me and you would probably be the most chatty. <laughs> um, but um, I did I did want to answer the question, um, how do I view me, right? And I think it was, and in real time, I think that was the way the question went. Um, and I was just sitting here, even as you were ministering, um, man, how do I view me? Um, I... I take advantage of my relationship with God, right? Um, like in a real way, because I, I think I've come to learn that it's not it's not my word, right? It's his word and he has to watch over it to perform it even in my life. So I can, I can, I feel myself relaxing a lot more opposed to, um, in my earlier days, when I walked, you know, when I began my walk, I think I was more comparing myself with other people um, based on their testimony, um, what they said. They're they're not just a day with Christ, but that little snippet that they share, maybe about like how they pray, um, the things that the Lord has said you know, which are just really moments and, you know, we can magnify them and, and, and believe that that's how their 24 seven is. But the truth is that's not their 24 seven. That's kind of like an Instagram snapshot. I'm showing you the best of me. Or I'm showing me those good moments when it's just a snippet. And I lived a, a long portion of my walk, comparing myself, trying to get to where I, I deemed them to be, which then brought up the scripture um, in 2 Corinthians where it talks about not measuring myself against myself or against other people, right? And it says something like, that's foolish, <laughs> foolish thing to do. And um, I guess somewhere in the uh, probably last five years, I've relaxed 
and I've learned who I am in God, my identity, who he says I am. And that's why I can be super comfortable with my relationship. And like, if I pray, if I say something, I really believe that I'm only praying the word. So I love what you said, even about that sword, right? Um, keeping that sword sharpened because um, you said also in these times, we're going to have to be able to pull down, right? Because in these days, these lean days, if you don't have nothing already in the tank, you're going to need to already have something you can pull down when you need it. And I believe I, I'm not, you know, uh, there's still some growing, right? There's still some studying. I call myself where I'm not as uh, shored up in the word. There's still some areas where I just got to get a little more or sharpen my sword in there. But what I do know, I know. And it causes this like level of comfort that I've never, never, never experienced in God all the years when I was too busy trying to be like all the people that I respected in the gospel, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was only the hours that I spent with them, maybe in the building, you know, that we caught the church, right? Or um, moments when they were ministering to me, either over the pulpit or one-on-one. -on -one. And I was so busy trying to chase after what I deemed them to have that I wasn't chasing after him, you know, and I'm learning to seek God first, you know, and I could relax. I could relax. Like even the word that was given to us on Saturday, and it was in these three days. So the first all, all those days, even up to last night, I was praying and saying, okay, um, God, what did, what do I need to see? How do I need to show up? Cause he said for us to prepare our resources. So where is, is it that I need to be prepared? Where am I lacking? So as we cross over that I'm prepared to cross over. And then like last night, I got this really good sense of just relaxing even in the crossover, even though it's a multitude of us that are crossing over, my crossover is an individual crossover. And guess what? If he deemed me ready to cross over, I'm ready to cross over. So I kind of relaxed even in that, you know, because I do, I, I get wound up as well, right? Because I do want to cross my T's and dot my I's in the sense that making sure that I'm being responsible with the word that not only that I deemed came from through the apostle, right? But that it was from God through the apostle. And so I want to be accountable for it, but not to the point where I'm tripping like, oh, Am I not doing the right thing? Am I not, you know, am I measuring up? Um, what if I don't? What if I don't? You know, uh, so I, I relaxed in those places. So my life too, I hope I don't make when I share about, you know, the times that me and the Lord, you know, get up at one in the morning, that that's my all day. No, that's one in the morning. I still have all day to deal with. I still have work to do. I have, you know, a business to run. I still have a, you know, I have family. I got kids that's, I got people that's put, I got all of those things too. It's just that, that hour of the night where it's quiet enough and that's when he wants to talk, right? And I get like a lot of revelation and stuff. And I just learned to relax with where we are because maybe it'll be different later on. But um, yeah, I think this word was really good. It was really challenging. Um, and another thing that you had talked about, um, I started thinking about like my son's um, and the people that God allowed me to minister to or talk to, right? On whatever level that I have to make sure that I am ready because I can see them coming in and surpassing because you know how sometimes we sit back and we say, well, if only Sally Sue would hurry up and get in, or if only my husband, if only my husband, right, right. <laughs> he would do, if he, you know what I'm saying? We like to blame other people, but they come in and, and they gone. You know what I'm saying? They surpass and they're doing the work. It's like, what are you waiting on? Like you said that um, he said greater work. So I should not be waiting on anybody. I should be doing the greater work now. And I believe too, you know, just a testament of my son, the things that the Lord allowed me to minister, the evidence, you know, we look for these woo out of the way kind of, you know, blessings or uh, 
where he says uh, casting out demons or deliverance, you know, these things, right? But even the clarity of mind that my son is speaking in, that's a demonstration of the Holy Spirit because only the Holy Spirit could do that. Because prior to that, man, you know, because I, I told you about the midnight hour when he called and my daughter whose room was across the hall, she could hear him. And it wasn't like he was on speaker, but she could hear him from her bedroom. So he was a different person, but the, the young man that has been calling is the one that's coming back into. So he, when he come in, he gonna be ready to go. He's not gonna, he'd be like, okay, come on. Cause the Lord is saying this, the Lord is saying, you know what I'm saying? He's gonna be ready to go. So we do have to be that ready, prepared people. Cause God is now using us and we can't say, oh, Sally Sue wouldn't cross. Well, you can't say Sally Sue wouldn't cross. So I just was waiting on them. No, you better cross because they might leap over. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was just really encouraged. There's a lot of stuff I could hear God saying as you were speaking. So a lot of confirmation to it. That that was some of the takeaways that I thank had. You. Thank you so much. And thank your husband for being right to your left. I appreciate that. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, man. Mr. Malcolm. Well, I'm not going to take up too much time. Uh, <laughs> my twin. You know what? I ain't messing with y'all. I'm just um I I'm just what I felt led like she did to answer the question. And um your question was, what do you believe about you as a child of God? And uh, I believe I'm brilliant. And it took me a long time to even believe that. And so when you say, how do you see and embrace you? Um, I, I realize that 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 light that is shining in me that I've allowed to dim because of insecurities or other people has 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 not allowed God's work to be done fully in me. So even uh, in my current job, I I'm operating in such a level of confidence and excellence that um i see you know the end after my work i feel great i feel accomplished i feel like i can do anything because god is in the midst of everything that i'm doing so i um was really moved by tonight's bible study i want to thank you pastor alex because you always bring it um and yeah yeah that's where i'm at Thank you for that. Let me just say this to all of us, because Malcolm said something and he knows this about me. It came out your mouth. I'm gonna hold you to it because the reality is, is that the moment we say certain things about ourselves, when I tell you the enemy goes after it immediately and because I know, you know, Malcolm's position and what he's doing right now, you know, what if the next three meetings, I'm not hypothetically speaking, everything that comes out of his mouth is the dumbest thing that anybody ever heard. Would that shake him? Will he still believe that he's brilliant? And I think those are the things we have to, and again, not directed to you, minister, I'm just saying in general, because those are the things he go after immediately. I'm beautiful. Somebody will walk up the next day and say, you know, you ugly. And the reality is, that's why I keep asking people, what are you saying to you about you? Because the world's going to have an opinion. And the reality is, it's hard to watch people win when you call yourself a loser. Does that make sense? So what happens is they got to tear down even what you believe about yourself because the only way they can feel comfortable because the moment they, they view you as a champion, the, the, the more they see a distance between themselves and you. So the only way to drive them closer to you is they have to remind you or try to challenge you that what you're saying isn't actually true. And so now, because it's going to get intense, what Malcolm is doing is going to get really intense. I know the pressure is going to be on. And I know people are going to question him. I know they're going to question his integrity. They're going to probably say some things he's never heard before. And the moment that I see him downtrodden is the moment I'm going to go to him and say, but you're brilliant. Because sometimes that's what we need. We need the reminder of what we said about ourselves. And this is why this is so good when the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, because once you put it out there, hey, 
it's for the taking. It's for the grabbing. So anyone else before we pray out? I know it's, it's a little after nine, but I just want to uh, thank you all. Um, please know I, I can't put enough emphasis on the fact that I keep saying we are in the greatest place of our lives. What makes us think we're not going to get challenged? We're going to get challenged. Anytime you proclaim something, it's going to get challenged. And so we have to make sure, as Daphne was putting some emphasis on it, whatever you do, don't just lay down your sword. Whatever you do, don't let somebody convince you how comfortable the space is and you start pulling off your armor. You have no idea how those fiery darts are going to come. You have no idea. Keep it on. I don't care if it's a thousand degrees on. Don't take off that armor. And this is how we're going to get through this. So let us pray. You guys have a magnificent evening. We'll see you on Saturday, Lord's will. But um, thank you. Thank you for tonight. Gracious Father in heaven, we thank you for all that you are and all that you do. God, I thank you, Father, that the word, God, comes to convict and convert. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that I, 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 as pastor, as it came out of my mouth, dear God, that I am first partaker of what it is that I shared with your people. I believe, God. I believe in you. And I believe that all you do is for my good. So, Father, I thank you as uh, Minister Malcolm prayed that he just thank you for the good times as well as the bad times, because all things really do work together for those of us who love you. So, Father, I pray that even throughout this week, I thank you for the great testimonies that's going to come forth. I pray we will hold on to the good news, dear God, that even when someone comes to uh, uh, try to uh, affect that good word, I pray that we will stand firm and be reminded of your greatness and your goodness, that you who have begun this work, you're going to complete it, God. We're not saying we do it all right, but we are dealing with the one who, are, who does do it all right. You are a perfect God. Your ways are perfect, dear God. The way you speak is perfect. The way you direct is perfect. So Father, we thank you. We thank you for your, your protection and your perfection. So, Father, as we leave this time, this God, dear God, until it's time for us to meet again, allow us to have sweet rest for those who are traveling. We bind up any access, stops, collisions, fender bends, tickets, and stoppage, malfunctions of the vehicle, God. We pray that your peace will meet us anywhere we go, that you will continue to speak to us and through us. We thank you and we honor you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.